mother's life miserable. He told me so on more than one occasion. She was cold and indifferent to his needs. Frowning, Lydia folded her gloved hands and sighed. She had tried to be the perfect wife to Floyd, despite being married against her will at the tender age of sixteen. The arrangement had been her father's idea, and his alone. He had betrothed her to Floyd Gray as a business arrangement— Lydia's mother had been appalled to see her only child wedded to a man who had been a widower for two short months. She died the following winter after a bout of pneumonia weakened her heart. Perhaps we should wait to decide until after the reading of Father's Will on Monday, Eve suggested. Lydia didn't know why the young woman even bothered. At seventeen, Genevieve Gray Gadsden had only been married six weeks herself. Her older siblings gave this no bearing, however. She was still a child in their eyes, and would always remain so. Her comments were given little credence. "'I suppose a day or two can't possibly matter,' Jeanette replied. "'Very well,' Mitchell declared, thoroughly surprising Lydia. "'We will wait to decide. But as soon as the reading is finished, we will dictate our wishes with the lawyer as our witness.' This was agreed upon in hushed murmurs before the foursome entered the parlor to address Lydia. She didn't bother to glance up from where she sat. She had no desire to see their hard, hateful expressions. She was unwanted and unloved by this family, but very soon she would be free of them. "'We have decided,' Mitchell announced as the family spokesman, "'that you will remain here until the reading of the will is complete.' We are to meet with the lawyer on Monday. Lydia picked lint from her black gown. Very well. It would be prudent, however, Jeanette said, to have the maids begin packing your clothes. Except for the furs, Mitchell interrupted. Those will remain here to be given to our sisters and my wife. They are much too costly, and I'm certain father never intended for them to leave the family. Still, Lydia rocked and refused to meet their eyes. Very well. It would also be in your best interest, Marston added, to inquire as to what options are available to you for your living arrangements. No sense waiting until the last minute to decide where you will move. This was his way of informing her she would not be allowed to remain here. None of the Greys had ever been hard-pressed to deliver orders or unpleasant news— but for some reason, Mitchell and Marston seemed uncomfortable with actually commanding her to leave. Who could know their reasoning? Perhaps they did worry about what Kansas City society might say. Maybe they feared the newspapers would pick up the story and capitalize on their scandalous behavior. Only Eve remained as the men's voices echoed down the hallway until at last they exited the house. When Lydia finally looked up, Eve was watching her. "'I shall be going as well. Thomas sent the carriage for me some time ago. He'll wonder why I haven't returned.' "'I understand,' Lydia said. Eve seemed reluctant to go. She started to leave, then turned back. "'What will you do?' Lydia shrugged. "'I don't really know.' I've not had much chance to think about it. I'm still in a state of shock over the accident. It's hard to believe he's really gone, Eve admitted. 
Rising from the chair, Lydia drew a deep breath. But he is. He's gone, and he cannot hurt us any more. Eve's frown deepened as if she didn't believe her stepmother, but she made no attempt to correct the comment. Goodbye, Lydia. I suppose I shall see you on Monday. I know it is rather soon to bother you with this, Dwight Robinson announced in greeting on Saturday morning, but it was necessary that you see this before the reading of the will. Lydia looked at her father's lawyer and then to the letter he extended. Very well. Please come in. Thunder rumbled outside and rain began to pour in earnest as the butler secured the door against the wind. Lydia led the way to a smaller, informal sitting room. She suppressed a yawn. All through the night she had tossed and turned, listening.